Esther, hi. Good to see you again. Um, where, are you, where are you right now? I'm in Mosselby. So still in Mosselby in South Africa. Last time we spoke, um, you were social media and conservation manager at Oceans Research. Um, yes. But now you've moved to Fire Island Conservation? That's right, yeah. So I actually, um, you know, COVID times and all that, um, I wasn't sure where things were going with work. So I started to sort of put the feelers out and I got offered a copywriting position. So a little step back about a decade in my career, but it actually worked out really well because uh, one of our main clients, but our absolutely main client is um, a conservation company. So it's Fire Island Conservation and Fire Island Eco Retreats. So just like perfectly aligns with uh, you know what I want to do in life. So it's great. <laughs> It, it sounds really good. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit from your press release that you sent through to me. Absolutely, yeah. Um, once ravaged by poachers, Ilya Defogu is now the centre of conservation on the northeast coast of Mozambique. Soon it will be opened up as an exclusive luxury retreat focused on scuba diving and ecotourism. Yes. Sounds very impressive. Can you tell us about it? Yes, definitely. So um, actually, there were plans in place about a decade ago to build this like nice, beautiful, boutique five-star resort on this uh, private island. Um, but when the owner got there with uh, my boss, um, they discovered it actually being just completely destroyed by, well, not destroyed, sorry, it was just being ravaged by poachers. So they were like destroying the marine life there, like taking what they wanted. Um, subsistence poaching mostly um, or so it was believed but like unfortunately there was a lot of um, turtle victims on the island so they realized that there was a real need there to actually try and protect um, the species that were being um, wiped out there um, and then plans were put in place to sort of set up a kind of monitoring program there instead and that kind of evolved to realize that you know for any sort of conservation projects you need a bit of income behind them and um, so they wanted to sort of reintroduce a retreat um, but the retreat is now more focused on ecotourism so it's very very sort of limited and um, you know um, up to 10 people can go onto the island to do these scuba retreats which is nice very exclusive and uh, for this beautiful little island it's an amazing opportunity it, it sounds like it's still being built in there behind you yes goodness sorry and yeah, I'm, I'm at my office and um, so that the kids wouldn't be in the picture and then um, we are sort of cutting through one part of the office I didn't expect the builders to be in tonight so I do apologize <laughs> uh, no, 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 not to worry so I, I assume the resort isn't open yet or is it well it's and the, and the throes of being open. So it's on its um, the last part of being ready to be open. So, I mean, actually, like, we, we could have definitely have groups going at the moment um, for this beautiful tented accommodation that we have. I mean, I say tented, but it just... It doesn't glam it up enough. It's like these tents are en suite and they have like furniture and like they're really amazing. Yeah, I was lucky to experience um, staying in one myself when I was on the island. Um, so they're all ready. And then we're going to have a couple of like um, purpose-built um, sort of um, chalets as well. So environmentally and, sus and sus with sus sustainability in mind, so how, how are the chalets actually constructed um, and, and looking. 
Oh, they're, they're looking amazing, definitely. So they've actually been sort of built on these platforms, so they're not going to destroy any of the vegetation underneath them. So the way it's been constructed, um, my explanation of it isn't going to be good enough, but it's like a floating platform, which doesn't actually levitate, but the way it's been done is just been, is done with like, um, obviously the environment in mind and making sure that nothing underneath would be destroyed and that you could actually like pretty much pick it up and move it and you wouldn't even see it being there like almost didn't see that it had been there. And also where they, they're placing everything is in the natural clearing. So they're not like, they're not clearing out any of the vegetation because it's, it's, it's a, there's actually a forest on the island. So they obviously want to keep that um, um, as intact as possible. So they're just using the natural clearings that are there, which is why everything's kind of spread apart. All the accommodation, it's not, nothing is right next to each other, which makes it even more exclusive and more private, which, yeah, was a big sort of draw for me. I really liked it. And where does the power come from for, for your electricity and, and uh, oh, uh, solar power? So again, all eco, everything is just being so well thought out. It. Uh, it's like, like very close to my heart. So everything is uh, solar powered and um, there. So, um, I mean, we, we have electricity there and you have everything running. The generators are running, but it's all run through solar power. And, and water? And the water, they, um, well, they're going to be setting up again, like these sort of solar stills that, that collect like the rainwater and a kind of rainwater harvesting system. And um, they have had to, in the meantime, bring sort of water onto the island, but that is almost completed as well. So they're going to have like the, the natural rainwater harvesting system. So, and it's all, yeah, done through these solar stills that have been sort of purpose developed as well. Sounds great. And so uh, when you're up and running, how how many people are you going to be able to facilitate? So, I mean, it could could facilitate like um, dozens, but that's part of the, 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 the eco part of it is to make sure that there's not going to be left, a big footprint isn't left on the island. And to do that, you can't have too many people. You don't want to have, you know, all these people to cater for in terms of like, yeah, using, utilizing the, the sources that are there, the resources that are there, and then like managing the waste that's there as well. And obviously like people produce waste. And although there is a system put in place for that, you, you don't want too many people to have to sort of, manage <laughs> yeah no absolutely it, it, it is a double-edged sword isn't it getting money from tourists to come in but then how you deal with all of the, the waste as you're saying it's it's a fine balance but it sounds like sounds like you're getting it just right Yes, yeah. So it'll be like I say, it'll be groups like at a push ten I think we're trying to limit it to eight but I think uh, like we can we can manage ten possibly possibly 12 once like and the chalets have been built as well but it's really going to be very private and I mean in such a like um I mean the island isn't isn't tiny you know so I mean you could actually go there with a group of people and not see them constantly which is uh, again part of the beauty of it actually how big is it so I think it's two kilometers circumference so yeah, it's um, yeah, maybe a little bigger than that, actually, but it, it felt like a lot longer to me, but I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not a natural sort of hiker or anything like that. So, I, yeah, so it's about two kilometres cir- circumference, so quite, quite large. It takes you a while to walk around, put it that way. So 
how is the conservation aspect of all this actually physically going to work? I mean, I, you're getting the tourists to help you with that in some way, or are they simply just paying for other people to do the work? So, I mean, we are already in talks with a number of researchers. We've had researchers from Sea Search on the island, and they were in awe of this our biodiversity there. They brought some audio moths with them and hydro moths with them. So they record the, the sort of uh, the bio sound or the bioacoustics on the island. So they're quite impressed with what was there, certainly um, underwater anyway. Um, so there will be a, a number of researchers that will hopefully be conducting um, some of their own projects um, of the island. And then the, the tourists that come, although we're sort of like pegging it as like the scuba trips, they can certainly get involved. What we were really hoping from some of the, the scuba divers that come is that they will be interested enough to help us collect some data on the biodiversity because genuinely we don't know what's out there there's the kilometer stretches 150 kilometers and um, from our island it's incredible there's there, like we maybe explored one percent of that maybe not even one percent of that so we don't have a clue what's really there and it just it'd be so amazing to find out exactly what we have in all these reefs i mean there's some deep water pinnacles as well as like all the shallow reefs around the island so there could be anything <laughs> So you haven't managed to explore that much of it yet, but what you have seen, I mean, are you seeing, I mean, it's so close to the African coast anyway. Uh, are you not seeing effects of overfishing and, uh, you know, netting and... Yes, so for the, the sort of the poachers that are there, definitely, they're like taking out quite a lot of the octopus. Um, so... And obviously closer to shore, there are boats going out um, and that they are, they're, I mean, they're, they're not fishing in large numbers. You're not talking about like trawlers and super trawlers, thankfully. But I mean, what, what's taking out isn't, isn't exactly, it's, it's indiscriminate. So um, there's sort of a logic, lack of education amongst the, the fishing communities over what should be taken and what should be left. So that's part of um, our um, future projects as well as to work closer with uh, the, the fishing communities, just to educate them on what should be taken, how it should be taken, and how to sort of preserve the, the environment that's there. So we don't want to say, stop fishing, don't take this. We're just going to try and maybe educate them about how to do it without uh, leaving such a large footprint. Which would be great if, if, if that works. And I see in, in tandem with that, you've, you've got, just looking at the Fire Island uh, website, you've got a uh, fish farm uh, starting up, you've got woodwork uh, projects, pottery. So I assume this is for local people to learn new skills and, and develop an income? That's it, exactly. So what we, we want to do is obviously um, in, implement these projects so that, the, again, the local communities, instead of turning to poaching, they've got another income opportunity. So that's why we decided that woodwork is a great one because we've already got um, links with um, the only FSC registered forestry in Mozambique. So we can do it, obviously, without sort of 
destroying the the um, tree life that's there because again, Mozambique has a bit of a problem with that, unfortunately, with deforestation. Um, and in the pottery, um, I'm not sure if you know Tom Daly, the underwater photographer. So he is um, a potter by um, trade, which we didn't know. It was like it was amazing. He's been involved um, with the island project for a couple of years now. So when we found that out, it was just like perfect. It, like linked in so well so now he's um, he's going to be setting up these um pottery workshops as well to get the the locals involved and what's nice about um both the woodwork and the pottery is if they if we can um produce um items that can then be sold we can involve um kind of everybody in that there's like opportunities for for women as well because there's a little bit of a lack of women empowerment in the community so we can get a lot of different people involved in all aspects of these um these companies or these projects how many people are there on the island and the island itself at the moment is just going to be a handful yeah there are a few that are still involved in the development but once they're gone and um, it's just going to be like the the host the chef and um, we obviously have our turtle monitors as well so they are like our security so they they monitor the area um, and the poaching and um, like or the poachers that approach the island so like all that's in place at the moment but it's just going to be a handful of people that'll be permanently there we do have a land base as well like it, that's currently a cabani um, and there there's like a lodge there and um, where guests stay until they're we're ready to launch the boat as well to take them over to the island so there's a few people that work there okay the islands and the, and, the, and the marine environment around it, um, as well as just in brackets, uh, standard brief life, uh, you say you've got turtles there, they're coming and breeding on the beaches, um, as well as the turtles, what other uh, species do you have there? So the two confirmed species that we have there are green turtles and the hawksbill. Um, so hawksbill being critically endangered, it's like really, it's, it's such an essential nesting ground for them that we have on the island. Um, we do believe that there are olive ridleys, though we haven't seen them ourselves. We just know that they are possibly in the area. So we're, we're obviously on the lookout for those. But the, the other two are definitely confirmed. And we found um, when Sea Search were there, we found a, a number of carapaces from both species as well. Very sad to see a number of skulls and, you know, it's obviously not, not the best to find them in that state, but we did see live turtles as well. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Esther, it's brilliant to um, catch up with you. Uh, the project sounds fantastic. Uh, yes. Thanks for taking time to tell us about it. Um, Matter of interest, how do people um, get out there? So, I mean, the trip in itself is incredible. Obviously, it takes you through rural Mozambique because um, you travel into Maputo, which is obviously like everybody knows from Mozambique. But there you take a flight up to Kiliman, or I think there's another stop that you could go to. I think it's Nampula, if I'm getting that name right. But I went to Kiliman. And then from there, it's a drive to the land base and then a boat out to the island. So we're not saying it's like a quick and easy trip, but honestly, part of the, the, um, the incredible experience that you get is to see rural Mozambique. Like nobody else gets to see it. It's, it was amazing. I just, I loved seeing um, the sort of the, the, the real culture from the rural communities on the drive. 
Oh, what an experience. Yeah, that's amazing. And trips that come with you, do people just have to turn up themselves or have you got uh, guides, people who are going to bring you cross-country? Yes, we have everything set up. We luckily work with an incredible um, travel team, so they organise every aspect of the trip. So, and um, we have like experienced hosts and experienced um, guides and drivers and everything like that. We we understand that it's like it's you know it's not something that people can sort of put together themselves as a trip. So we we have like have it all planned out for people to get there. So literally all they have to do is like, you know, make sure they get on their flights and that's it. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, once again, Esther, thank you very much. Um, I hope the project goes well. I wish you the best with it. It, it sounds a fabulous uh, project and a great place to do it. So um, Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, do you know, as, oh, sorry, could I just add, um, I found out so much about shipwrecks in the area as well. So I'm really excited that there is a very high possibility of a um, shipwreck being off our island because they have detected um, on the is it magnetometer, and I always yeah, get yeah. that name wrong, I think it's magnetometer, um, yeah. some sort of metal disturbances. So we're really hoping it's one of the Vasco da Gama fleets. I'm not sure if it, it would definitely be one of those, but certainly it's certainly something interesting. So we, it's yet to be discovered. That's like on the list of things that we're, we're hoping to discover this year. That, that would be quite something. I, in fact, I was just reading, um, I think it was on your Facebook page, um, about some, some, there's a celebrity on a crew out there looking for Rex. I better not name names because obviously like- No, 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 no. Okay. Cop for slander, but that's just there's just a rumor going around, sadly, that um, there is um, a team who are filming off of our coastline. There have been um, vessels spotted off of our island, and this is just again, honestly, just a rumor. We have not had it like confirmed by um, anyone specific, um, but it, it, they're towing something that looks like a you know sonar or a magnetometer. Um, which suggests that they're looking for shipwrecks and the company that is involved are known shipwreck, um, a shipwreck or commercial shipwreck recovery team. So they have in the past taken artifacts from shipwrecks in the Mozambique coastline. So Ah, yeah, I, I will not name names, but it's not... It's not good news, obviously, it, but it, it could be very legitimate. It could just be that they're looking for the wrecks and maybe just going to do a bit of filming there. Um, we're just not sure because they're not necessarily checked in with the right authorities. So. Right. I, I did, reading the article, I did actually wonder if this was good or bad news. Um, yeah. Whether you don't know yet, it all depends on the company and how they behave, I suppose. And like the, the, the name, the, the celebrity name is, is pretty a big name. So I would hope this person wouldn't want to be associated, associated with anything that wasn't legitimate. So I'm sure it is just that they're filming the rigs themselves. So that's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed that they are responsible. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, Esther, um, lovely to talk to you and um, we'll catch up again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Jay. Uh, Take care now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.